Okay, let's get started. Gym Life, episode number five. Officially, wow, officially. number five. And I think we're off to a, uh, I think we're officially not newbies anymore at five episodes. No, we gotta get to seven. Is it seven? Seven's the stat. Shit. Yeah. Yes, five and a couple interviews anyhow, but those are like uh, extra credit half points kind of half things. Points. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, how was your week? Ah, oh, man, I don't even know if I did anything. Yeah. I was so busy. Like I said on the last podcast, I've been door dashing. Uh, yeah, yeah. To How's help kind of just you know pay for things, sure. and we're looking at expanding the gym downstairs, and so that's been crazy. And then the podcast has been keeping me busy. I've been getting messages from from different people and a lot of amazing stories out there, and yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's been really cool to hear. And then um, separate of that, real quick before you jump into your normal tangent, yeah, I, got I, uh, a few, yeah. I just want to take a minute to thank everybody that has been sharing this podcast because we've sure. had it. An amazing response on it um, and you know it's literally because of you guys that you know it's doing anything you know we post a little bit on Instagram and and you know obviously we post it on YouTube but without you guys sharing it without you guys listening to it, it none of it means anything so continue to do that for us guys it's super amazing the response that we've got and because of you guys um, and you can talk about this we have a lot of amazing guests coming oh, on boy. this show man I tell you I don't know what we did to deserve that. I, I guess uh, I, I guess we'll give our guest uh, Shannon a little credit too for getting on with us so early in in our uh, our infancy stages, you know, because having sure. a big guest like her on kind of lended a little legitimacy to what we're doing here, and it was able to uh, I don't know give people a good look at kind of what we're all about because it's a you know, a lot of you guys don't know this, but when you're out there and you're trying to get people to come on your podcast show, it's a bit of leap of faith for them. Because uh, who could we be? Anybody, right? I mean, these people are generally pretty good athletes that wanna, you know, make uh, continue the, along the the line of having a good resume and doing the right things yeah, for themselves. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, in any case, we're we've been pretty grateful uh, to have who we've gotten and and uh, and who we got coming down the pipe. But uh, yeah, right. I mean, how cool has that been? What a great ride so far. Yeah, we just, you know, we did that a little pre-interview today. I think you announced one of the people that's coming on the show. Yes. Um, yep. And uh, we just got done with her. And immediately after our little pre-interview with her, I got two more messages from people. And um, I just got done talking to one of the girls that actually works out with her. Um, that's actually, she's her coach. Yeah. Um, and she has an amazing story. Uh, and they're, she's filming a documentary, and like it's I you know I think we're probably gonna end up getting her on the show too. Her her background story is is absolutely unbelievable. I don't want to give too much away um, yeah. because I want her to tell it, and I haven't yeah. even asked her if she'll be on it yet. So surprise, you're probably gonna be on the podcast. Yeah, but. Hope, right? yeah. <laughs> yeah. Unless I say something really stupid. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, Rhea, uh, Rhea Lovelace is who you're referencing yep. as far as our guest, and you guys have seen. Uh, a lot of uh, stuff coming out about her on our Instagram lately because we couldn't be more excited to have her. We had our first opportunity to have a talk with her today, officially, yeah, outside yeah. of text messages. And, uh, boy, I'm not giving anything away. All I can say is, is that uh, don't judge a book by its cover, right? You hear a lot about strongmen and, or powerlifters or bodybuilders, and they all have a life before this. Yeah. And I'll leave it at that. Yeah, she's yeah. a... An amazing story, yeah. completely yeah. out of left field when she started telling us I kind of her backstory. It. I went, are you fucking kidding me? It was, it's unbelievable yeah. and you guys are not going to yeah. want to miss it. We'll be, as soon as we record it, I think uh, I'm going to edit and drop it right away because it's yeah, literally. awesome. I know. It's going to be fun. So thanks, Rhea, for getting on with us today and having a quick chat. And we're going to see her officially, or I should say on, on our video call uh, two days from now. And uh, 
we're going to get that right out to him. So yeah. I, there's going to be no keeping that in our back pocket. No, nope, we're, we're that dropping right that right away. It's too it's too good to hold yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so anyhow, what a what a uh, yeah, interesting ride so far. So thanks everybody and keep sharing out there that kind of thing. So um, where was I going? Oh, what did I do this weekend? Thanks for asking, Robbie. Um, yeah, I don't care. No. <laughs> I went to a uh, <laughs> I went to a polka fest. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was the highlight of my weekend, a polka fest. I will say my son is three years old, and he loves polka dancing. Um, and how can we tie polka dancing into, well, not polka dancing. We can't, can we? No. No, no, wait a second. We can, we can tie a, uh, a polka fest into it. Okay. Well, let's go Maria Pudzianowski's Polish, so okay. he's a strong man. So he probably um, listens to polka? Uh, well, I'm sure he's been to a few polkas. There's no doubt about okay. it. Um, hard you're tie if you're Polish, you've been to a hard tie. Uh, yeah, <laughs> hard tie. Um, uh, yeah, Ivan Putski. Okay. You even know who he is? I have no idea. Okay, yeah. yeah. He's an old wrestler. He used to go by a Polish power, Ivan Putski. Uh, and pierogies. Pierogies. We can all re relate to Listen, pierogies. Listen, I love if you pierogies, grow, bro. You can pierogies. pierogies. Yeah, yeah, that's so. a staple. That's the best I got. That's a, that's a reach. Uh, anyhow, it was a, that was my weekend, Polka Fest. Moving uh, on. With, yeah, moving on with the family. So, yeah, moving on. Um, in the news today. Right, and this has been in the news for a couple of weeks. And fresh off a call to our our source, uh, we'll get right into this topic because I think it's probably the most. I don't know. It's been pretty well talked about it within the powerlifting communities, uh, in respect to kind of you know, what direction some of these organizations are going, particularly USAPL and IPF. Uh, if you guys don't know out there, uh, there's been about 12 months of sort of headbutting over uh, drug testing and where the USAPL is going to go with the IPF and. So we made a call to a friend of ours who's a national rep, and uh, she kind of gave us some insights, and, and not a, a whole lot different than what we're hearing out there, but um, we understand that uh, you know there's, there's some options being thrown around at the table, and I'm gonna let you kind of elaborate from here, because this, this is really your department. You know a little bit more about that. Yeah, kind of so in case you guys don't know, basically the USAPL has been essentially a, um, a partner with the IPF, and the IPF is the International Powerlifting Federation. Um, and in that, the IPF had changed some of their drug testing policies to what they say match uh, WADA compliance, the World Anti-Doping Agency. Um, in that process, it, the USAPL was um, kind of stripped of their ability to drug test how they want to. The USAPL has kind of always prided themselves on being 100% drug-free competition. That's right. And, yeah. and that's really what they've built the reputation on is that we're all going to start from this same level playing field and, and see who's the best. And when the IPF came out with their new drug testing policies based off of the World Anti-Doping Agency's policies, it kind of handcuffed the, the USAPL a little bit in that um, they wanted the IPF wanted control over the USAPL's drug testing, and that came with a lot of different things. Um, they, they allow, the IPF allows some medical exemptions that the USAPL doesn't want to allow. Um, they wanted control over where the drug testing was sent to for the, the lab to get it tested at. Um, but probably the most important one and, and the hardest point for the USAPL to get past was the IPF was essentially making it so testing wasn't done at the local level competition right. Right. you know the ones that i go to right i'm not competing internationally the main international stage was still going to be tested um but they they loosened the restrictions kind of on the the lower level um lifting and the usapl was obviously not okay with that so they've been going back and forth uh, over the last year or so trying to come up with an amicable solution 
Um, and the USAPL presented them with some options and the IPF uh, this last week essentially came out and said, nope, those aren't going to work for us. And, and prior to, they seemed to be pretty accepting. They seemed to be idea. okay with it. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the meetings that they had, they seemed to be okay with it. Um, basically, the USAPL said, look, we're going to continue our drug testing policy on the local level. When we send athletes to the national level, we'll, we'll go off of your drug testing policy. That way, we can kind of keep the best of both worlds. We can continue to claim that we are a drug-free yeah. Uh, organization and you guys can still get the testing that you want done at the national and international Seems like a level. pretty good solution. Seems yeah. pretty amicable and yeah. they seemed to be okay with it um, but this week the IPF uh, this last week the, the IPF released a press release essentially um, putting a ban on the USAPL for the next 12 months um, stating that that is not going to work and that the USAPL would not be uh, in WADA compliance and right. Um, essentially removed them from the IPF for the next 12 months. So um, that put the USAPL in a, in a kind of a predicament, um, and we'll talk about all those, but um, the, US, the USAPL kind of seemed like they were expecting it a little bit because yeah. immediately they launched the USAPL Pro Series. They had about 12 months to think about this. Right. Uh, yeah, it's one of those things where, you know, kind of let's not kick the can, but let's not cause too much of a stir until we can figure out maybe what we can do next. And I think the USAPL has kind of come up with that. Listen, I'm a huge fan of the USAPL. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, listen, I love all powerlifting federations. I get that because as many times as we can get somebody on the platform to compete, I'm fine with it. 100%. And then wherever you want to choose to go is completely up to you. I like the USAPL because the drug testing to me is important. Uh, I, I like the fact that they give that kind of platform to, to young athletes and, yeah. and people who just don't want to have to deal with that mess. And what I mean by that is, you know, you're always going to get those that are going to try to, you know, wiggle their way in. And if this whole thing worked out the way the IPF wants it to, that would essentially corrupt that, that amateur level that we all start at. Mm -hmm. That's a very discouraging thing, especially if you're a young guy or young gal. And, you know, you, rumor is that the person you lost to is, you yeah. know, is, is performance enhanced. And, and not it, only is yeah. it discouraging, it, yeah. it encourages. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. And where I may yeah. not want to go down that path, but I want to compete, my only option now is, is right. to go that other way. So, um, like I said, you said it too, I'm a huge USAPL supporter. It's the federation yeah. that I choose to lift in for that very purpose. Um, you know, and if I ever decide to go the other direction, I'll, I'll move out of the USAPL. But sure. um, for the time being, it's just, to me, it's the most, it's the, it's, it's the best way to get people into the sport, right? Absolutely. Like you don't yeah. want to take a, you know, not if you want to be competitive, you know, um, and have, and stick them in a USPA untested federation. Now the USAPA, USPA has both, they so do. I don't want to put do. that out there, yeah. but, yeah. Um, you know, stick them in an untested federation and being like, hey, good luck, kid. I hope you enjoy it. And you're getting your face pounded in, yeah, yeah. you know, it's <laughs> pretty discouraging. Yeah. I, I yeah, unfortunately. Uh, and that's still kind of a part of the sport, unfortunately. But uh, if the, long, the, the the stronger federations that we can have, like USBL, that discourages against that kind of thing. I mean, the better off everybody is. And and what this means to the athletes? Well, it really doesn't mean a whole lot to 95 percent of them. I, I shouldn't say that it, it doesn't mean a whole lot currently to probably 98% of them. It's really more on the world level that this is affecting certain athletes. And you'll see some of these more influencer type USAPL athletes, uh, like Amanda Lawrence in particular, mm -hmm. you know, she's obviously a bit discouraged at this point because she's a world-class competitor that wants to maintain her status of competing at that level. And if the USAPL kind of does their own thing, uh, she's not going to have that opportunity to do work through the USAPL and she's a natural athlete. She's a, you know, which I, well, which is amazing, by the way, we need to see if Amanda wants to get on this show sometime, but in any case, a uh, huge fan of hers, but that's really where it affects, if I understand it correctly. Yeah. It affects those top 3% 
uh, of the athletes that are making it to the world level. And that doesn't mean that it doesn't affect us all, because ultimately it does. We want to have that in the back of our minds as an athlete that, hey, maybe if someday I can get there, this is the road for me to take to get yeah. there. So this mucks that up a little bit. But with that said, uh, understand it. And you actually brought it up with me prior to our, our, our little phone call today with our national rep. Um, there is going to be a pro USAPL league uh, that's in the works and it yeah. actually has been in the works for a, a few months that's going to give these pro athletes an, or these world-class athletes an opportunity to compete yeah so basically what the usa like i said like i i feel like they kind of expected this to come down in some right. manner because they were basically ready for it as soon as they got the you know the 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 press release they they literally the next day within the next couple of days launched the USAPL Pro League. And the USAPL Pro Series is just that. It's essentially um, cash prize events. And um, for, for really the, you know, um, right now it's kind of up in the air exactly how it's all gonna be ran. Uh, I, we, we do know how some states have ran it in the past. Um, you know, giving cash prizes for all podium finishes. Some have done it, including Michigan's done it for, you know, top lifter awards at the state yeah. level. Yep. Um, so that's still kind of up in the air. But basically what USAPL did is they took $200,000 that they had set aside for drug testing to be WADA compliant. As soon as WADA said no, they shifted that money into paying their athletes, yep. which I think is amazing. Great. Um, like Absolutely. I said, they're kind of, yeah. you know, they kind of are trying to, trying to head that off. And then I'm sure the USAPL is in meetings right now figuring out the next step because like you alluded to, now, you know, maybe I would never make it to international competition, but, you know, that was a big draw for the USAPL, right? Um, for no other reason to say than that, you know, I competed internationally because as we learned from, you know, uh, our, our rep today that, that um, a lot of the top lifters in the world are, are in the Americas anyways. Well, well what she, and what she said was is that a lot of the world records don't even match the American records Yeah, the, a lot anyhow, of the world so, records, yeah, yeah. The, a lot of American records are actually higher than the world records. Yeah. But still, as an athlete, it, you know, it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely um, because I can go compete internationally and win and never set a world record. You know, so that kind of takes that off the table, right? Right. Um, so there's, you know, there is a little bit to deal with there. And as of right now, from my understanding, there is no other path to worlds. There's no other path. No, I mean, to IPF to the top of the food chain. Yeah, yeah to international competition. So um, there's a little little power struggle between the USAPL and the IPF. I really do hope they work it out. And if they don't work it out, you know, I, and I told her too, and I kind of just alluded to it real quick, I hope the USAPL says, all right, then um, USAPL Nationals is now USPA, USPA or USAPL Internationals and right. invite them over here because yeah. If we if we have a higher drug testing policy, anyways, why not bring the athletes here? Yeah. Well, and, and there well, and therein lies the other caveat, right? Because we the it's been mentioned that a lot of these other countries don't do it as well as we do it anyhow. So there could be a little bit of a dilemma. But ultimately, if you're a good athlete, a drug free athlete, sure, you can absolutely do it here. And I, I, we're rooting for the USAPL to get this resolved in any way they need to do it, as long as they don't leave the the little guy. Uh, holding the bag ultimately. Yeah, and that's and that's that's who they've tailored to is is yeah. us little guys, right? Just yeah. it, they their their mission is to growing the sport of powerlifting, yeah. and they feel that the best way that they can do that is is to offer a level playing field for everybody. And I happen to agree with them. Um, it's a bummer because you know I had aspirations of competing internationally maybe when I got into the masters division, um, but that's a couple years from now anyway. So we'll see what happens. But um, until then, I'm just gonna try you know try to dominate locally and see what happens. But. <laughs> Yes, keep dominating locally. Yeah, I said try. Sure. I didn't say no, keep. No, I, I no I'm try. on your side. <laughs> um, yeah, anyhow, so uh, that'll all work itself out, I'm sure. And much, 
I say much ado about nothing. I know there's a lot of athletes out there concerned and where, how they're going to go, but ultimately you're going to find a place to compete. You're going to have a great time doing it. Uh, and it's little to worry about until you get Yeah, to that and that's level, the thing so. to take away from this, guys, is that if you're thinking about competing, you know, international should be the, the, the farthest from your mind anyways. Yeah. Um, I get everything that I need competing locally yeah you do um yep. you know i get the support that i need the people that i need yeah it's fun to test yourself against different competition but when it comes down to it you're really only testing yourself against yourself anyways because all the work's yeah. done in prep and then you get on the platform and show yeah. what you can do so you yeah. know we kind of know powerlifting's unique in that we kind of know the outcome barring something crazy right. before the right. competition even happens yeah. because we know what we've done in the gym we know what we can do on the platform right yeah. so at the end of the day just go out there and compete against yourself and and i choose the usapl to do that and yeah. i yeah. i hope a bunch of people do continue to do that. Well, in the state national level, USBL is no joke. I mean, national no all, joke. We have no. If you have visions of grandeur, uh, go to nationals yeah, sometimes. Go to nationals. Yeah, yeah. You uh, might find yourself uh, on the bottom looking up uh, pretty easily. Yeah. Back, so. 100%. And uh, shout out to Kira Wilson. Uh, just did a show, uh, Indiana, Illinois. I can't remember. USAPL, as a matter of fact. We're going to have Kira on. This is just a little caveat to our conversation. Uh, Kara is a uh, friend of mine. I've uh, known her for a couple years now. Uh, kind of a, we call her the Queen Bee. Uh, she just she did her personal best. I think she's got 1,100-pound total uh, USAPL as a 76 uh, athlete. So mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have her in soon and talk a little bit. She might lend to this conversation because uh, she's certainly one of those ones that could. Because sure. uh, she's definitely sniffing those upper echelons of those numbers right now. So shout out to Kira. Great win this weekend overall, uh, women's overall lifter. Fantastic. Um, speaking of power lifters. Oh, boy. Man, this oh, is, man. are we turning into a powerlifting show? Well, it's sudden? about time we started talking a little more powerlifting. Thank God. I, I dominate with Strongman last week, although we're going to get back to that in a minute, and we got some body Now I finally stuff. get to sound like I know what I'm talking about. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. You can keep, uh, you can keep it up because I need your help in that department a little bit. Uh, you definitely have an edge on me there. Uh, upcoming interview. If you haven't seen it on Instagram yet, uh, that I posted a few times, uh, Ben Pauly. Um, oh my God, the Dark Lord of Iron, and uh, this guy's intense. What a fitting name. Uh, it truly is. Yeah, he is intense. Um, everything I've heard about him preceding our interaction via uh, via DM the other day, and you can, his personality comes through text. He's got a strong personality, and he's a strong motherfucker. This guy he's is amazingly, amazingly strong. strong. He's a thousand-pound squatter. Uh, I think uh, the other day he did nine something in the bench, uh, which is his uh, uh, gym PR. Uh, he's an 800-plus deadlifter. Right. I mean, this guy's a on, on any given Saturday is a 28, 2900-pound total guy. Yeah, uh, geared lifting uh, again. All the respect in the world because these guys put up some serious numbers, and Ben is intense. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's going to be a big. We might need a bigger room for our podcast because his personality is going to shine through and i can't wait yeah uh, he's the kind of guy that i love representing powerlifting for sure or any strength sport for that matter because uh he's got a switch from what i hear because his reputation precedes him uh he's that guy uh that's uh pretty crazy and if you saw the picture i posted with him bleeding blood, down his face yeah literally blood coming out of his forehead uh so we'll have a chat with him about that and uh, figure out exactly what was going on there but intense and behind him in that picture was the crock yep. uh which that that's going to be a dream interview as well. I uh, totally totally want to uh, get her in, and uh, have a chat and, and see what's going on and yeah and, and that end of things right now. So yeah, anyhow, the cool thing about him is it, like you kind of alluded to, um, a great guy to talk about the mind game, right? Like yeah. you, like he's a family man, right? And his yeah. kids and wife and does all the family stuff and then and then hits the platform <laughs> and my God, he yeah. is 
Yeah. Scary strong. <laughs> yeah, at 220, by the way, let me not forget his weight because that's important to that figure. I should yeah. out at you at 2,800 pounds. Yeah. Uh, at 220. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're in a very small class, uh, or I should have an elite group of guys when you're talking those kind of numbers, yeah. elite. Yeah. So we're going to have fun with that. Geared or not, that's, yeah. that's a lot. Well, he actually invited me to uh, a private uh, a private lifting session. So oh. I'll see if I can get you an invite. I, I mean, you didn't really officially invite you yet, yeah. but I'll see what I can do. You I've know, got some strings I can pull. Okay. So maybe we can get you down there for that. I mean... I don't know if I want to get embarrassed like that. Well, I'm just standing around watching. So, you know, I'm, going to, I'm going to be the guy shaking hands and fist bumping when I come off. Yeah, yeah. My hip doesn't allow that these days. Maybe do a little pressing. Hey, Ben, but... let me hit my max so you can get to your warm-up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let me do that for you. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Ben, Paulie, uh, you know, another lifter. And we, we actually mentioned him last week on the podcast. And this is just one of those Instagram shout-outs that's turned into a little bit more. And look at that. See, we get a shout out. Next thing you know, you're on the Gym Life podcast. I'm sure that's uh, huge for your resume. Uh, Tongue in cheek, joking, of course. Uh, <laughs> you haven't made it until you're on the Gym no, Life podcast. No, you haven't made it until you're on the Gym Life podcast. <laughs> um, but he has. This is uh, uh, Daniel Rajov. I, I uh, talked about him last week and his big bench press in. And uh, we just got into a conversation with him. And I said, you know what? This, this guy's too incredible not to get on the show. And just get a little more information on him. He gave me some shit. He does bench. He does actually deadlift and squat. So he told me, "Hey, he man, doesn't come just on. bench. He doesn't okay. just bench. He's not just a presser." Uh, so yeah, very impressive to stats on this guy. Uh, he had a 550 overhead going the other day, and I mean, just stupid stuff. So it, that's a guy you want to talk about training to uh, because he's the kind of guy that's got a program he's put together that's doing pretty well for him. Mind you, he's a freak. He's a big guy mm -hmm. in shape. Big guy, by the way, six something, 275 pounds, but. Uh, I'm excited about that. That's going to be a great, uh, another great opportunity to, to talk to somebody you probably wouldn't think about talking to that deserves every bit the chance to hear have his voice heard. So yeah, I'm kind of curious as to what he does squat. Yeah, I don't know what that was. We'll save that for the interview, though. I'm sure it's it's well enough that he mentioned it, so it's got to still be respectable. So yeah, I mean, you do have a bench it? like this guy. You're not talking about your squat, or people just are going, okay, squat, yeah, whatever. What you what are you benching? Right. Uh, I love that. Anyhow, that's old school to me. Remember, remember the what old question: bench? What do you bench? What do you bench? You what don't do you, hear that a lot. What do you anymore. mean? Oh, come on. Do that's, you still? Oh, dude, as soon yeah. as you say you work out, they go, "What do you bench?" You're right. Like, with, like the average. I literally had a, I had a guy nobody. come into this gym when we were building this gym, and I had a huge safe downstairs, and I mean, this thing was like every bit of a thousand pounds, and I sold it online and I told him I said hey you need to bring like four or five dudes it's in a basement you got to go upstairs so he does whatever he does a great job gets it out I was actually really impressed that he got this thing out tore up my steps but we rebuilt them anyways while they're doing that he's like oh you built a gym down here and I said yeah and he goes I used to bench two three fifteen sure, sure. right it was always yeah. first thing I used to bench three fifteen in high school and I was like oh cool man that's yeah. freaking amazing it's a you great know? high school bench yeah a great high school bench and uh, he goes, I bet I could still do 225, like, right now. Like, right now. No warm-up. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know, and I didn't say nothing, but his partner yeah. was, like, kind of challenged him on it. So he goes, you mind if we use your bench? I was like, as long as you don't sue me. Yeah. And, uh, right. So anyways, he, yeah, he jumps on the bench, and he puts on 225, and he, like, drops it on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. He goes, I used to do that for 8 to oh, 12 man. reps every day. <laughs> talk, about, talk about a funny story. I mean, those funny stories, right? These guys and. They're what I used to do on the bench press, what I used to hear, you know. I mean, am I starting to become one of those guys? I don't think so. I generally don't talk about You numbers. actually don't talk about yeah, it. I had to yeah. dig up a video of you repping 315 for like 22 just to find out that you actually did bench. It was 27, actually. Okay, yeah. sorry. So, uh, yeah, Apparently, be, you are to, one of those just guys. Just to be clear, I'm one of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> I had to dig this video out because I wasn't mm -hmm. I wasn't sure that you you yeah, know actually yeah. did bench press. but I think it's gotten like about uh, 10 views over the last like 150. 
hundred years, but uh, in any case, it was about ten years ago. Yeah, we'll share that. That, that was the last. Day. We will someday. I don't even know how to get it off YouTube anymore. I can get you. Do you know how to do you. that? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, I asked somebody once how you pull that off, but so anyhow, those are a couple of guests we have coming up. You know, speaking of speaking of Jim and those old guys that that are uh, not old guys in particular, guys and gals. Uh, I had a guy like actually DM me the other day because I was asking questions on Instagram, and uh, he says, you know, he says, hey, I'm new to the gym. I'm not new to the gym. He says, I, I've been working out at home and, and it's been, I guess, through COVID and stuff. That's when he started get like a lot of guys did, right? They started picking up weights and people that never worked out before yeah. were starting to work out. They need to pass all the time. Yeah. And he says, and I just joined my first gym. And he says, okay. is, he says, is it just me or all gyms clicky? And I, and I thought, what a great conversation. Yeah. Right? Clickiness of gyms. Yeah. I don't know. If, I guess maybe they've always been like that, but I would answer that in one question. Their answer is yes to some degree, right? Yeah. Because it's really the clicks aren't the bad thing about a gym. The clicks are actually, can be the good thing, right? You got your, whether you got, you got your power lifters here, whether it's tribal or not, right? Power lifters, strongman, bodybuilding, but you're generally your clicks. Some of them can be fun and you want to be a part of them because there's a lot of information being shared around there. And some clicks are just, yeah, you got that king asshole and about 17 of his followers falling around the gym all day long. Sure. So my answer to him is, yeah, they exist. Try to find your click. Stay away from that fucking guy out there that thinks he knows everything. And the guys are all following him around like this, and you'll be just fine. So I, I, that's deserving of a fun conversation someday when we can give it a little more thought. But the gym click does exist. Yeah, it does. I think, yeah. it's, um, I think sometimes we put a little bit more in our own heads about it being clicky than it actually is. I think a lot of times uh, it's a community perceived as a click. And just like any other community, when you first kind of move in, nobody really knows anything about you. And they're actually kind of feeling up to make sure you're not the asshole yeah. um, to yeah. a little bit. Sure, um, sure. So right. I, I think it used to be a lot more clicky than it is nowadays. But I, I noticed this as a trainer. Um, you know, when I, when I get new clients, it's almost constantly like, I want to train when there's nobody else in the gym. I don't want anybody to watch me because people are going to watch me. And, and that's more in your own head, I think, a lot. I mean, unless you're, you know super gorgeous then yeah. you're probably getting yeah. checked out way more than you should be right, but right. my problem but it, yeah yeah it's yeah. your problem but i think a lot of times we put it in our own head that it's that way more than it is because i think if 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 he walked in there at any point in time and asked somebody to spot him they would do it in a heartbeat unless you did run into that you know king yeah. swinging dick that you know is is that one guy but for the most part i think the majority of gyms now there are some out there that have a reputation but yeah. the majority of your regular gyms aren't necessarily clicky. It's just become a community because it's always the same guys. It's always the same guys Monday. It's always the same guys Wednesday. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, depending on what time of day you come in, what to, time you can switch day. that up by an hour yeah. and you see a different 100%. crowd. I just thought it was interesting because I guess you know, for a long time when I read that question, um, I thought, yeah, you know, I haven't given it much thought. And I think it's because you fall into that time slot that – oftentimes you'll dodge like the heavy gym times if you're looking for a different type of workout or you know a, a Friday's a leg day or whatever whatever your program kind of dictates to you but it's a good it's a good thing to dwell yeah. on right and I remember I, growing up and seeing these clicks myself and being discouraged by them yeah not wanting to work out because you know these assholes are in the gym today yeah. and you know stay away from them but that's a rare thing I think most people if you got to know them yeah. And don't judge a book by its cover, so to speak, with these guys grunting a little bit in the corner. And yeah, we make some noise. each other. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. we make yeah, some noise. Right. We chest bump. Right. We throw some chalk yeah. around, yeah. you know, and, and we design the gym downstairs to specifically do that, right? Because yeah. you, you can't do that at yeah, certain... Yeah, careful where you walk into Certain sometimes. gyms. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if that bothers you, don't, don't go yeah, to certain don't gyms. Yeah, don't go to that gym. But yeah. um, 
I think also too, we don't notice it anymore because over time, once you become confident in your own abilities, like I can walk into any gym and I'm not, I don't have grandeur that I'm gonna be squatting 650. I know what I can do, I know who I am and I don't care who's there, right? Yeah. I think that comes with time um, going to the gym. It is unfortunate because it does keep a lot of people away from the gym. Um, as, you know, especially yeah. if they're first timers or trying to lose weight or, or any reason, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, hell dude, like my bench is terrible. So whenever I go to a new gym, the first thing I do is get on the bench. Right. Like it's, I, I have a terrible, just terrible so people bench. can point and laugh yeah, so at they you know I'm thing. fucking yeah. terrible at it. But like, <laughs> it, I mean, like it's sad. Yeah. My bench is really, really sad. It kind of hurts my heart, but, um, <laughs> It's just eventually you just kind of get over that, man, and you just block it out, put your headphones in if you need to. But honestly, I say walk up to those guys, smack them on the ass, tell them good job, and now you're right. one of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. We're all Make little, sure it's a good smack. We're all a little homoerotic a little bit. Yeah. I mean, well, I don't know. You um, are too. It's okay, right. maybe just a little. The, um, yeah, the question just kind of just got me thinking a million different directions. Probably not one worthy of an entire hour. But no, it, it's a good one, though, because yeah. like, it, I take this it, one personal, like, because, I mean, that's the whole reason I built this spot, like I said before, was because I can't work out at the Planet Fitnesses, yeah. right? Like, I'll, I'm not allowed to wear a stringer t-shirt. But at the same time, like, I have 60-year-old ladies that come in and work out here, yeah. you know? Like, um, because I want it to be a community, I want, like, whenever I get a new client, I introduce them to everybody in the gym, you know? That's kind of my mentality. It's a small, I can do that. I'm not a powerhouse gym. But, you know, it, I mean, it is near and dear to my heart because ultimately the goal in fitness like we've talked about before is is better health for all of us regardless of your competitor yeah. or a physique or whatever it, we we started we started this for health or to pick up chicks well yeah, yeah right the latter for sure uh, that was a big mistake but in any case you know i i think um and if you always if you get into a gym and you don't like it ultimately nowadays there's two or three options near <laughs> you because uh, you don't there's yeah. not always a good fit at the first place no. you walk into yeah you know you might be that guy that's okay with the 24-hour anytime fitness sure. or snap fitness yeah. or there's there's 50 of them out there now maybe the powerhouse or the local bodybuilding or powered yep. power uh lifting gym isn't for you but in any case i tell that guy don't be discouraged by the no. clicks keep going it, you'll find yourself in your own someday and just remember not to be that asshole you know and and reach out to the guys and that's what i yeah, that's exactly yeah. it once you get to that point where you're no longer you know worried about it it's your gym you've yeah. been there a year you're established you got your six friends remember that when somebody new walks in like go yeah. over there and be like, yeah. hey man, I haven't seen you before. Yeah. What's your story? You yeah, know? there's and a way to kind of befriend somebody and make. Yeah, them man, like, I, I totally agree. I've always we, been that guy. If we so. all do that, dude, like yeah. we'll make we'll, we'll start making real change in this in, in at least in America because the real epidemic and I don't want to get on this topic, but the oh real epidemic is is our weight, bro. Like our oh food and our God, weight and like dude. any chance I can get to get somebody in the gym, dude. Even if I lose money, like I'm, dude, get them in here. That is, yeah, that is a topic, bro. Let's. Uh, We'll bring that up sometime. And health. When I say weight, I don't mean. Yeah, no. Let's talk. I don't about, mean weight. Right, I mean it's health. health. It's I want to be very clear about that because there are bigger people that are healthy. Generally, though, one one has something to do with the other. For sure, there is a too yeah. much, but yeah. Anyways, but anyhow, yeah, the, yeah, right. We can whew, go in a different yeah. direction. So yeah, <laughs> Jim, click. The there you go, guy. That's uh, that is the answer to your question from uh, what is this like a. a Dear Betty, or what do they call that? Listen, uh, I like yeah. I have no problem with that. We can no. uh, we can yeah, be no, your authority on all things. I don't know why you asked you, us, but if you need relationship advice, let me know. Yeah, um, yeah. I'll keep you and yeah, your wife married you, for man. a week. That is all you, because I told you I'm no good at that stuff at yeah, all. Me either. My history proves that. Yeah, I mean so. that's my third marriage. Yeah, okay. yeah, no, we're bad, we're bad. Don't come here with those questions. <laughs> uh, then I had another question too. Uh, the gym, the gym has been my my mistress. So 
actually, we'll get to this question in a second, but yeah, I had a couple, and I, I think uh, I, I grab a couple. I had more than a couple, but I grab a couple now and then. Yeah, again, let's so. get them. But uh, so getting on to um, our other sports, right? So we got we talked about Ben. We talked about Dan uh, Daniel coming on board. Um, we got Raya coming on board uh, this week. And uh, we have uh, another big announcement where I'm going to hold off for just a few Ooh. days. I don't know if you know it or not. I tease this stuff on Instagram. I'm pretty good about yeah, it. Yeah, I'm sure there's I'm like a pro at hundreds that of people on the edge of their seats. Yeah, I know. I know. And I'm terrible at Instagram. You know, I've been talking to a friend so of ours bad. about helping me out. I am terrible. I am so fucking terrible. You're so old. <laughs> I don't even know how to. I, I was messing around. Anyhow, it was awful. You guys always make this real cute when you post it and. Yeah, I'm not, not even good at it, man. Like, I mean, I'm way better than you, but oh um, yeah, yeah. I like, like I, I think we should take a class from some of our friends that we have out there. I don't even want it, to. Just, uh, geez, old Pete's. Well, I mean, you know what I mean. One of these days, it's your gonna... job, really. I mean, you took you took okay. that on. So well, I don't even have access to our Instagram. Oh, that's right. You know, otherwise I'd run that thing. Oh shit! No, I'll hold it. I gotta hold on to that. All right. Yeah, there'll be all kinds of like different topic picks on different there. Topic. woke topics and shit i don't want anything to do with it yeah, in my my young age of 38 them woke topics um shaw classic uh, shaw just, classic. yeah man how, how much fun is that I, it, they tried to keep it under wraps i think but we found the winner yeah yeah who was that again trey, trey mitchell, mitchell. Yeah. yeah i love mitchell. trey mitchell man you ever see him wearing his i don't know what i don't trey i don't know if that's a cowboy hat you're wearing or a sombrero it's a different type of hat. Okay. It just fits his big head differently. And I, I'm sure, hey, listen, I got a big head, so I can say that about other guys with big heads. Hats just don't look right on us, but he owns that shit, and I love it. Okay. What a big dude, man. This is a powerful guy. Brian came in second. Yeah. Um, so I, I, it, He designed the event. He designed it. Yeah, we're going to give some shit about that. If you can't win your own show, God damn. I did, I did not say that, yeah, Brian. Come, yeah. No, here's the time. thing about the Shaw Classic. I really think it's cool. I think, uh, I think Brian Shaw has kind of noticed something that we, we've talked about a little bit with, with our last guest, which I will be dropping that episode shortly. Um, I finally got around to editing it. But Who is uh, Nick O'Hare, by the way? Nick O'Hare, yeah. yep. Mm -hmm. um, we talked about with him kind of the different federations of strongman, right? And he explains it, and I'll let him do that. But mm -hmm. I think Shaw, Cla Shaw had, Brian Shaw has kind of noticed that to the consumer, that doesn't matter, right? To the athletes, they're like, okay, well, I'll do this yeah. and get here, and this gets here, and yeah. this gets here. But to the consumer of the product, we need a clear vision. And I, I, and I think Brian's trying to kind of work in the, in the background um, to try to bring a clearer vision to, to, to Strongman and kind of bring it back to its glory days, if you will. Um, he's doing it through his kind of uh, Shaw Live Club or Shaw Strength yeah, Live. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I honestly think he's trying to kind of trying to pull the next Arnold kind of thing. And well, listen, I think listen, Brian Shaw couldn't be a better representative. For Dude, the he's United an States amazing. To he's an amazing guy. Guy. Um, we're yeah, gonna make not, fun of you it, for running your own events. Well, we're but. gonna we're gonna give it to him if, he, if he's got <laughs> something that we need to say, and I'm sure Brian would appreciate that. Feel free um, to come on the podcast, Brian, and let us know. Yeah, yeah, and, and we'll try to get him for sure. I, I think he's a good enough guy. He would honestly do the podcast. Um, but yeah, it's great to have an ambassador like him representing this. And I, I think on a bigger picture too, he represents the athlete a lot, right? Because in some of these federations, there's a separation. I get it on OSG or, or the, the, the strongman, uh, which is your, um, which is your, your big strongman games, mm -hmm. right? World's strongest man. I get it. They're invite only type thing. And, and the Shaw classics done similarly, but some guys are always left out. 
uh, you know, and I guess the qualifying is getting bigger and better. So right. guys have an opportunity, but this is just more about camaraderie with when he does this. This yeah. is something about getting guys together, having fun. I mean, he posted one picture of him and Evan Singleton sitting in a hot tub together after day one. Yeah. I mean, listen, that's some cool shit, man. Yeah. That's just camaraderie amongst these guys. They're a bunch of friends throwing around weight, yeah. having fun, just like it would be on any given Monday with your training group and you're going in and doing chest on international chest day or international something. He's just chest. having fun doing it. So shout out to Brian. Yeah, I think he's trying to bring, I mean, he's legitimately trying to bring the the strongest people in the world there. Yeah. I think there, yeah. You, you see some names on that list that, that might not have even been at World's Strongest Man. That's but right. they're because yeah. he knows people who knows people and he's trying to bring the legitimate best competition. And he's trying to do it in a safe way. And I think that's kind of one of the, kind of, at least in my personal opinion, correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of one of the, um, the downfalls to World's Strongest Man is that sometimes the events seem to not take athlete safety into account. Um, you know, we bring back the, the fingers, which is like notorious for just crushing people. Um, I think they had that. Like if you're standing strong. on the other side of it, especially. Or you just drop it right. on your shoulder because right. the spotter wasn't there with the yeah, stupid fucking cart yeah. that they yeah. have. Like, yeah. so I think sometimes um, athletes aren't, and they won't say it because they're paid, but I'll say it for them aren't happy with the events knowing that they are ones that are highly a uh, higher probability for injury. And I think, yeah. and Brian's trying to bring that same level of intensity, um, but really take the athletes into account. Well, he's certainly not missing a beat. I mean, there's no question that, that he takes everything into account. You know, the guy's very, you know, he, he's very thoughtful when it comes to everything, yeah. when it comes to the production itself, safety of the athletes. Yeah. Uh, me, I'm putting words sure in his man. mouth. He hasn't told me yeah. any of that, so I could be completely no, wrong. I'm gonna that's keep just it, how I until feel. we get him on the show, I'm going to put words in his mouth. From, that, yeah, yeah, from absolutely. the outside looking in, that's yeah, what it looks I, like. I, absolutely. I believe that. I, I listen to the guy talk, and, and he couldn't project himself any better than that. You know, he's got a, he's certainly a great ambassador for the sport. And, you know, we're polishing Brian's boot, of course, but he deserves it. I mean, he's that kind of well, guy. We talked about I think it. every athlete can appreciate that from him. Yeah, too. we talked about it outside. That's kind of the one thing that, like, powerlifting is missing right now is there's not that yeah, that yeah. one real ambassador. I think there's some potentials out there and maybe we'll see some shift here. Um, but, you know, CrossFit kind of has that, that, that and Tia Toomey and, and um, the, 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 a couple of guys, their name's escaping me right now. Um, yeah, and bodybuilding Rich in, Froning, in most categories you know. have it as well. There's yeah. some decent guys out there that kind of represent sort of the kinda better part of the sport. Yeah, and Brian yeah. kind of does that for, yeah. for strongmen, at least in America. Um, obviously, over in the UK, maybe they have a different, but, um, yeah. Yeah. but even overseas, I think he crosses over. But um, in America, I mean, he's just a dude's dude. He lives in Colorado in the mountains. Yeah. You know, he built a gym yeah. in his backyard. You know, yeah. I mean, sure, he's been afforded some some abilities to do that, but um, just a great ambassador for the sport, a great person, at least from what I can yeah, tell. Yeah, I love that event. That is a great event. You can tell these guys have a ton of fun going to that. Oh, That's yeah, like one you're not they're missing. They're excited to go. Like my plane tickets bought a year in advance. Yeah, I kind of wish I went to that this year. I wanted yeah. to go. I wanted to go watch it. I couldn't afford it. Yeah, we it. talked um, about that. If we're yeah. still around next year, we will go for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely. a couple things that we've already chatted about. Yeah, we're gonna we need media do. passes, Brian. Right, Me just media, whatever that is. He's like, sure, stand on the sideline like everybody what, else whatever idiot <laughs> right. it's an open open arena right? how go. close do you want to get here you yeah. go gym life podcast right gym life he'll Here's put you up at the top in the third story but yeah anyhow i thought that was cool i like the shaw classics shout out to trey mitchell i mean that dude uh yeah hey, way to go cool win dude. it man like that there yeah. there was no slouch there there was some people that missed because of injury and weddings and yeah. stuff but way to go out and beat some people man i can't wait to see the whole show i mean i got bits and pieces of it but yeah. I, I know they're i know they're uh broadcasting the entire thing they are Somewhere. Okay. I can't remember what platform it's on, okay. but we'll figure it out. So, yeah, uh, speaking of strong man, strong woman, 
Um, like we don't talk about strong women enough, which, by the way, I'm a huge fan of strong women. Globally. Future of the sport. Future of the sport, man. Honest to God, they're drawing so many girls into the sport. Yeah. Uh, guys appreciate it, and I think we talked about it before. You love strong women because there's, again, you're just seeing shit you never thought you'd see. I mean, yeah. you were really breaking through new barriers like every single week with this shit yeah. anymore. We talked about uh, Raya, who was doing. Uh, her, you know, she broke the stone record. She's gonna, she wants the log record. I mean, we had, we're gonna have a great interview she with her. She owns the deadlift record too, I think. That three, three weight classes, yeah. yeah. And then, then loose. Anyhow, the UK stuff. I'll get on. It's like I'm a big fan of the UK. Um, but in any case, uh, the world's strongest woman's coming up in Daytona Beach, November 11th. Yeah. Okay. We talked. I think it's November 11th. Anyhow, uh, we got to talk about getting down there for a weekend to do that, for sure. just to be spectators and love it. Uh, America's obviously gonna represent. We're still, I'm still trying to get to the bottom of that. You know, the American strong woman scene right now, it's pretty wide open, you mm -hmm. know, and, and I, I, I talked today a little bit with, with, with Rio about it too, uh, in, in respect to probably because it's still somewhat a, a newer sport here than it is overseas. And, and I kind of seeing that more and more because there's a lot, what I'm getting at is there's a lot of girls that are, that are bidding for that top spot in the United sure. States. And I think that's, it's a fun time to watch it, right? Because you've got all this sort of neck and neck going on with some of these American athletes, uh, unlike maybe Canadians are maybe a little ahead of us there as well. Melissa Peacock is a great athlete. Mm -hmm. I'll reach out to her and hopefully she'll come on. Uh, and then of course, overseas, it's been around much, much longer. But in any case, as I'm sort of diving into this strong woman community a little bit, uh, I'm having some fun discovering this American scene out. Sure. It, it's a fickle sort of uh, uh, scene, but uh, down there maybe we'll shed some light on it anyhow in a couple couple months what's exactly yeah. going on with that. I think the biggest kind of holdup in the American strong woman scene is that like um, we're kind of battling some, some new ideas about feminism, about what a, a feminist woman... Are we really battling anymore, or no, are we kind of come to the point where... Well, I think, we're, I think we're turning that corner, and I think that's when we're going to start to see progress in that sport. I, I think we're going to start seeing people like, you know, Rhea um, kind of reach across to some girls in the United States, and, and people like Shannon, who we had on here, reach, reached uh, across to some, some young women and say, look, like, you can be strong and beautiful. Right, and it yeah. doesn't—it doesn't have to be this, this, this image that's been perpetuated for a long time. And I don't really want to go down that road, but we—we've kind of done the female strength community a disservice a little bit in the United States in how we expect our women to look. Um, whereas I think in Europe they've always been a little bit more ahead of us in that in that area, know. a little yeah, bit more progressive know. in that area. Yeah. And so they've kind of got a head start. But here's what I think is going to happen, right? Because we. We own the powerlifting world in the in the Americas, and I think we have some really strong women are out there. Are you Christopher Columbus now? Are we yeah, America? we own it. Okay. Uh, I'll put the flag on it. Mm -hmm. But um, in the Americas, in the Americas. But I think so. I think you're going to start seeing that shift a little bit. I think we're going to yeah. start we're going to start seeing some of these these women come out, these women come out and fight. And good for them, man, because. It, so my wife does roller derby, we talked about before, and that sport is... Hot. Yeah, super hot. That, that sport is so empowering for women. You know, it's an it's a all-women organization. Um, it doesn't matter, black, white, Indian, Asian, gay, straight. It doesn't matter. You're a female, you skate, and you compete, and it's, so, it's such a good organization for them. And I think that, you know, women's strongman is going to do uh, a much bigger service in that respect that yeah, yeah. You it's know, gonna be fun to watch i mean yeah it's, and it's, plus i mean god damn dude who doesn't love to see a woman like log press 350 like 
I can't wait to see it. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. And, and we will see that. Oh, I guarantee I mean, that's it. What, that's crazy. I guarantee it. Uh, yeah, what was the axle was 270 or, or I mean, I can't listen, Iron Bibby looks good, you know, axle pressing, but yeah. you get a you get a 185 pound woman axle pressing that and yeah, it's uh, it's, it's and honestly, let's be yeah. real. I mean, pound yeah. for pound, women are stronger than us, anyways. Uh, yeah, we're starting to see that a little bit, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm a big fan of women in general, so pound it all for works pound, out. I, like no joke, pound for pound, I think they're the stronger species. Um, yeah, yes, this for sure. Um, my head goes in a bi- billion different directions. None of it's really good. Good. All right, moving know. on then. All right. Um, oh, so uh, we we were gonna uh, Hamza. Um, yeah. Hamadi, which is uh, our our North Americans uh, heavy, our light heavyweight pick. Yeah. For uh, this week's show, actually, it's coming up on, on this weekend. Uh, we're actually getting him after, and I, okay. I make that announcement now because I know this will drop before North Americans. We we're supposed to see him today. Uh, he's prepping hard. He's he's busy. He's getting ready to leave tomorrow. Um, so we kind of move that. It's probably better well served after North Americans. Anyhow, yeah. have a bit more of a story to tell, and hopefully uh, exactly what we're anticipating will happen will happen, and he's going to do really well in that show. So uh, he's going to be, uh, yeah, competing this weekend, and we'll get him on Monday. Yeah, go get him, Hamza. If you guys haven't seen his Instagram, go follow his Instagram. Looks amazing. Um, yeah. You know, I'm not a judge, and I know nothing about yeah, bodybuilding. Be, right? But I mean, let me go great. ahead and go out on a limb and say I don't see how he can't be. Um, yeah. I, everything that I see from my super objective point of view, it eludes he looks me, great. It just eludes me, that whole bodybuilding yeah, judging we had, thing. I mean, Todd Jones, another friend of ours, yeah, um, yeah. just competed yeah. in, what, the Flint Mid-Michigan. Uh, yeah. I think he won his, the Masters, and took third. And Todd, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but took third, I think, in the Open. <clears throat> and he got some of his judging notes back. And I went and looked at some of the pictures of the competitors that beat him, and I'm taking nothing away from these guys. Yeah, because they're locals, they're locals. And and, and I don't want to take anything away from them. But um, I didn't see the same thing the judge saw. I did see some mass difference. But when we're talking about separation and conditioning, dude, and this is what we talked about with Shannon. I mean, it's so subjective. That's why I can't do that fucking sport, dude. Like, powerlifting i lift it or i don't you know i can't i it's a really i don't know how people deal with that shit honestly and good on you guys especially for being starved to death for being able to deal yeah with it's that. a love-hate relationship with me right I, I love i love what it takes what it means to put something into being a bodybuilder oh. i mean that road i mean i've done all three right because i told you i was a bodybuilder in the first you are show. officially a bodybuilder yeah. now. um it sucks <laughs> It sucks big time. Yeah, I can imagine. Uh, and the, the amount of effort and work that these guys put in, I admire that so much. Yeah. But when it comes down to the actual, you know, contest time and this whole scoring thing and this sort of subjective, yeah. I'll, it just eludes me. It's I, tough. I just, I'll never get my, my, my head around it. I'm sure a lot of the bodybuilders out they there. Understand it they understand it. I mean, I'm sure yeah. they're, they're saying the same thing. This is just... It's craziness, yeah. and then you hear it switches one way for a few years, and then oh, now the judges want to see this. And yeah, there, uh, yeah. It maybe we'll come to understand it better, and I think I will with some of the guests we got coming up. Yeah, I'm gonna keep trying um, to learn, and and I yeah. just want to point out one more thing real quick because he is a good friend of of mine uh, yeah. and yours. Um, Todd did an amazing job. Todd has been on dialysis for oh, a long, yeah, yeah, long yeah, time. Yeah, right. And That's to be able mentioning. to do what he did. Yeah, let's be clear. He's, he's been on dialysis. Dialysis. Every single yeah. day. And trying to diet yeah. and trying to cut and trying. Yeah. He does, at, I believe he does at-home dialysis, so he does it himself. Um, God damn, Todd. Way to go out there, man. I, I like, think mad Todd respect told me to he's that guy. only allowed to drink 30 ounces of water a day. It's, I don't, dude. 
And to be a bodybuilder and to get as conditioned as he yeah, was. I don't know I mean, how he doesn't just live in a body cramp. Oh, uh, yeah, like, yeah. I just, wanna, I just wanted to shout that out because Todd is, Todd Todd's is one of those guys. Dude. He's really quiet. To... He's worked out in the gym here yeah. during COVID. Um, I don't know him all that well, but uh, what a fucking go get. Todd dude. is one of those guys that would have a nice story to tell. I think because he's had such adversity in, in this comeback. Not, not just in this comeback, but just sort of being a bodybuilder all those years during his kidney failure. Yeah. Uh, it'd be an interesting story to share. I know that we've talked about that. There's a few stories uh, yeah. that we want to share with people uh, that deal with people in the gym world and gym life that have overcome and are dealing with some really adverse circumstances. Yeah, it just happens we have a lot of them locally again. Well, yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're blessed in one respect. In the other respect, we don't want to hear it. We want everybody to be healthy. But we all know people go through that in the gym life, right? I mean, yeah. we take it for granted sometimes we're in the gym and we're looking at all these great athletes or all these great whether they're competitors or just guys that work out or gals that work out hard every day, there's another story behind all that. And for many of them, it's a story of heartbreak. And some of it is a story of of healing. And uh, there's some good stories out there. So I I know for for sure we need to, talk about two or three of those and get them on the show. Yeah, and I kind of um, alluded to it at the beginning of this show with uh, with one of the strong women f- from the Rhea interview um, that reached out to me, you know, a similar thing. Their, her background and, and they're working, like I said, they're working on a documentary, so yeah. I, I kind of want to coordinate some stuff with her if she will come on the show, but um, her her story and her, her significant other's story is pretty fucking amazing and I think it relates and so does Rhea's to a lot of us oh, yeah. uh, in the yeah. gym world. It's It's funny how you know, we're all different, but we all kind of have a similar backstory. Some worse than others, some, you know, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, there's that we, one hit, there's that bump in the road there's, kind there's, of thing. Yeah, yeah, the similarity yeah. is that there was some adversity in our life, right. and, and this is the direction Some we just went much, much worse than Yeah, others. way worse. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and making sure. comebacks and stuff. I always love to hear those stories because there's so much, particularly in bodybuilding nowadays, too, because there's so much tragedy in the news. You know, we yeah. seem like every time you get on that, some type of social media, somebody else has passed away. Yeah, I just saw like a 22-year-old uh, yeah. girl just passed That's away. That's a whole nother story. And they've been, there's been a lot of chatter on Instagram and social media platforms about poor coaching. And that's, that's somebody else's podcast. That, we don't need to get into that no. shit. But in, in any case, it's a true reality of, of yeah. that sport. And in, in all honesty, it's probably a true reality of every lifting sport that there's some of this going on behind the scenes that there's people suffering because of maybe who they followed and, and shouldn't have and bad advice. And we yeah. talked about that a little bit before. Yeah, we talked about it with um, Shannon, man. Do yeah. your research. Do your own you, research. That's yeah. the advice we'll give you, right? I mean, yeah, we'll, end, we'll talk about that in this respect. Yeah. Do your own damn research. You're your number one advocate. Don't put yourself in somebody else's pocket and no. say, you do all the thinking for me. Yep. Fuck all that. Yep. I mean, enough's enough, man. Yeah. You can get online and figure this shit out. If a guy's giving you a program, I don't care what it's for. Working out, as simple as working out, right? Yep. Or if it's, if, it's, if it's PEDs or even food for that matter. Yep. Get online and look at that shit. Yep. Listen, there's enough information out there where if you took an hour's worth of your time one night, you can figure out if it's a good fit for you or there's not. There's a plethora. There's a lot of fucking you don't guys to, out there. You don't have to understand it all. That are selling bad merchandise, oh, man. Yeah, we well, actually... Mean, Cookie cutter, right? We've seen that before. Cody Here's and I just one. talked Here's about that today yeah. with some of the some of the YouTube trainers oh, and stuff, geez, and it's okay. like, you know, that's one of the things too to to kind of put out to the young people, and I include myself in that young people category. But um, a lot of the stuff that these people are selling is not what they use, and it's no, not what they do. No. So you need to cutter. understand that. Well, yeah, they have a great body in their face for a company. Jim Shark's notorious for that, and you know, Jim Shark's a great company. They've kind of turned some things around, but when they first started out, they were notorious for 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 having these 
you know, beautiful bodies sell this, this ideal that just wasn't possible right. for the average human, you know, and um, there's other YouTubers out there that are notorious for doing that. So Yeah, and even on the local level, guys that you'll never hear or yeah. see of, and, and everybody's a personal trainer, and come yeah. follow me, and, and that's Bro, a great I, topic for another it'd day. It'd take you a week way. to become a personal trainer, so don't... Like, exactly. I can go on right now and get all the answers to ISSAs, yeah. and I can take the test tomorrow. Yeah, and I'd be, yeah it costs you, know, you $369, yeah. and it'll take you about yeah. a week to do, and you become a personal trainer, yeah. and it don't mean shit. Yeah, and, and any, any short advice in that category is uh yeah um your resume is everything yep. be your own billboard you know yep. show that you can get the job done yeah. and listen anybody out there looking for a personal trainer take your damn time yeah you don't like i said you don't yeah. have to understand it all but you can definitely take a look at it and go that's not right you know when shannon alluded to it uh when when she was here she said listen you don't owe these guys anything no if they're if they're pitching you a good one it, you don't have to swing yeah yeah, just say, okay, thanks, yeah. I'll think about it and get back with you. Yeah. Your time isn't my time right now, and we'll talk about that later, you know, when it comes to whether or not I'm going to hire you as a personal trainer. Right. Uh, but yeah, the, anyhow, that, that's that been getting to me a little bit. I watched a couple real good podcasts about some of these kind of people that are, in, you know, in the fire right now with that, and yeah, I don't feel sorry for them. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it's, no. it's I, listen, I'm not one to judge jury executioner, but certainly there's some hard evidence that's, that's hard to deny out there, and it's a shame that more people aren't stepping up and, and saying, okay, enough's enough. And yeah. I get it. There's a lot of athletes, and I will say this, in, in defense of anybody who thinks I'm talking about anybody out there, there are some athletes, and there's two sides to every story, that'll come up and say, hey, no, I, they've got it all wrong, and I get that. Mm -hmm. That's why my only advice is do your own research yeah. and make sure you're hiring the right person for you. Uh, and it's not hard to find out a little bit about somebody out there nowadays. So that, that's sure. all I got on that. Yeah, absolutely. No, that's. I mean, that's it. It's just, you know, we don't... Yeah. Anytime anybody's doing a disservice to the gym life, to the gym industry, to mm -hmm. somebody else's health or progress, um, I do yeah. kind of take personal. Yeah, I do too. Because I, do too, it, I mean, sure. that's the whole reason I got into this industry was yeah. to help people. I used to be a, a little league baseball coach for a long time, and I, I wanted to manage baseball when I grew up. And uh, and I was talking to my wife, and and I, it's just not realistic. And I said, well. I like coaching Little League Baseball and baseball because I can impact people's lives. How else can I do that? And that's when, you know, a, a personal training came in. So yeah. I take that shit personal. Like, these people... Yeah, you don't want to see that. In the no, they, they came no. to you and trusted you and needed your help, and you sold them some bill of goods because you yeah. wanted to make your, you know, the next... Hundred and fifty thousand dollars. It's as a so easy. I mean, you know, like, this formula is easy to do, right? Just this cookie cutter. Bullshit. Bro, I can make one hundred fifty thousand dollars a year right now selling bullshit. And people will buy it up. Well, yeah. And the pr and problem is that money steers people in the wrong direction, right? I, and we get all that, you know, money, money, money drives the. I don't give a shit about engine. money. I'm no, broke. Well, I've been no, broke my I'm, whole I'm life. I'm pretty much broken. You know, so <laughs> I'm about money either. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, you know, I always thought to myself, if, if there's one way for me to to give back to the lifting community, everything that I've gotten from it, and I'm not I'm not ready to to roll it up yet. You're not this, dead. This pod, no, this podcast is the last ride off in the sunset. Although I'm going to try a small comeback. I, okay. I am going to do that when I get the tip fixed. I'll say it right here, right now. Not that anybody should hold their breath and see amazing things, but I'll be a master and I'll look forward to competing again. Yeah. Uh, the podcast to me is a great opportunity now to kind of take a lot of the stuff that, you know, years and years and years of this shit has kind of given us to give back a little bit, yeah. at least some advice and whatever that's worth and an opinion that's, again, whatever that's worth. Dude, if we help one you know, person, it's worth it. Well, well, so ultimately what I'd like to do at like 65 years old in that grizzled old power lifter slash strong man kind of guy is walk into a high school and just coach some high school kids yeah. at the very end, yeah. you know, and just be that guy that sits in that high school gym for eight hours a day yeah. and, 
I mean, to me, that would be like the perfect swan song to all there this. There you go. You know, in, in yeah, the, my son starts his lifting season in November, and uh, I'll, pro I'll probably be co-coaching his, his lifting yeah, team. Yeah, nice. So. I love that. Man. Yeah, again, I that's, that. I mean, these kids, dude, like, they're the future, dude. Like, these, you know, you got kids in high school pulling 1,600-pound yeah. totals, like. The children are our future. Yeah, I mean, it, whatever. It can sound Treat corny. Treat them well and let them lead the way. All right, well, we didn't need all that, but they that's are. A, didn't you say this was like a one of those mics that sound good when you sing into it? They didn't change your voice. So you well. don't sound good oh, when you right. sing into that's it. Right. So um, USAPL, IPF, talked about that. Shaw Classic, North Americans. Yeah. Um, obviously, our upcoming guest. Uh, you know, I, you know, I got two, you know, everybody, I'm sure everybody's hanging on the edge of the seat right now waiting for my IG call outs. You know, I got two of them waiting for those and this other question you had. Oh, yeah. That, the other question's kind of a good. And you know, what's funny is uh, Nick kind of uh, got onto that. So we'll just breeze over it for a minute. Okay. But two quick IG shout outs. Uh, and I just, you know, sometimes it's not the guy that's benching 950 pounds or squatting a thousand or whatever. Sometimes. But uh, this guy, <laughs> this guy's got, I think I follow like 10,000 people. Right. So, you know who the common followers are. If, we, if more than if I'm following somebody, yeah, 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 I know yeah, you yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Out of all those, he's got like two guys that are following him, you know. So he's he's pretty well not known, but his intensity should be known. Okay. This guy's name is Matt Ince, and he's from actually UK again, right? I'm I'm going overseas. It seems like weekly now, but this dude is intense, man. He's got his 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 podcast page is called Lockdown Yard. His Instagram page or Instagram page, okay. Lockdown Yard, right? Uh -huh. And all he does is like do these farm implements for training all the nice. time. You can tell he's a fighter because he hits the bag like he's, like he's like breaking down the walls of a house. You know, this dude is built like you know a fighter would be built. You know, kind of a, a leaner dude, but okay. he he trains his ass off. So Matt, I'll tell you, and I'm gonna put you in the podcast and, and note you to everybody, or excuse me, on the Instagram page. Uh, but I just love the way this guy trains. And every time I see him and I pass, oh, fuck, I watch his video for a minute because mm -hmm. he's doing some pretty fun stuff. Zach McGuire, too. This guy's a Canadian. Uh, and the reason I even, like, said, so, wow, I got to just give a shout-out to this guy. I remember doing my first 1,000-pound tire flip, uh, tractor tire. Yeah, I've never tried that. It's about, I don't know, it's taller than I am, right? Being a shorter guy, a tire flip, when it gets that heavy, they tend to be a little bit taller mm -hmm. than you, so they're pretty difficult to get under. Uh, he did a 926-pound tire flip, and... When you see that, that's pretty impressive. Uh, according to his Instagram page, he's, he's, he's gearing up, making a comeback, does a lot of kettlebell training, uh, stuff of that nature. He's not a pro or anything like that. Okay. But for an amateur to do a tire flip that's 926 pounds, that's a big feat. So anyhow, going in a little different direction with my Instagram like shout-outs this week. I like so, yeah, those two I think I've particular. got a 400-pound tire outside that I cannot flip. So yeah, mad respect there. And you guys yeah. should at least yeah. gain like 10 followers from that shout out. So congratulations yeah, on that. Yeah, maybe 10. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, well, well two 10. of them will be You've me. You've won 10 one, followers one. on uh, Instagram. Man, I'm one, so me. I yeah. guarantee at least right. that. That's true. You got one, and yep. I'm sure Cody will join in anyhow because he's always sneaking around. I'm thinking Cody's getting jealous and he wants to be on this podcast. He's going to be on it. I already told him. Oh, is he? The fucking guy does too much work for me, man. He's always sending me great stuff. Okay. Yeah, I mean, he's got he's got he's in love with a couple people out there. I mean, there, he so kind of looks like you know. a troll, but... That's fine. Well, he literally looks like a troll. No, I know. Yeah, he literally does. <laughs> I mean that with love, Cody. Yeah. Please don't yeah, hurt me. Well, he's also my coach, so he's going to make me pay for that when this comes out. Yeah, I'm sure he will. Um, however, we can we can probably earn some favor in him. He's got a he's got somebody he wants to try to solicit to get on the podcast, and you know who that is. Oh, so I know who. She I'll is. Uh, I'll see what we can do about getting her on, and I'm sure Cody will sit there. Uh, you know, on the edge. You know, the if we get her on, I will bow out the podcast and run it from the back corner. So Cody and just give him a seat at the table. Yeah. Okay, yeah. fair enough. So Cody, you heard it today. We'll we'll see what we can do for you. Uh, oh yeah, that other question because it kind of leads on to that. Uh, 
guy asks the strongman training, can I do it at a gym? You know, talk about strongmen a lot. Obviously, I'm a little biased because I used to, yeah, anyhow. Um, Nick was on the other day. Mm -hmm. He kind of talked about that. So just leading into that a little bit, the, the question is 100% absolutely yes. Uh, a few examples of that are overhead pressing, uh, zerker, of course, split jerking, uh, you know, uh, Bulgarian squats, Romanian squats. I mean, there's a lot of different ways to train strong. Ukrainian deadlifts. Yeah. And matter of fact, I'm sure if you Googled that and you might have to dig a little deep to find good training programs or just gym implements. And if that doesn't exist, by all means, one of you strong men out there need to actually do that. Well, and get some a really cool video posted about training implements in the gym. I, I don't have any time to do it, but th everybody started that way. Uh, and certainly we didn't all have the luxury of going into these gyms now with logs and tires and stones yeah. like we have downstairs and we're able to get work done. Mm -hmm. uh, you were kind of forced to watch it a little bit and be a part of a show and go, okay, how am I going to get ready for the next show? Yeah. And ultimately you're picking stuff up and finding out new ways to move it. The gym, you can absolutely get it done. And I think Nick's going to bring, uh, a, he's going to answer that in his interview that we did with him a little more in detail. Uh, but the answer to that question is yes. Do you have anything to add about yeah, that? Yeah, no, the, uh, I'll let Nick cover it in, in that interview when that drops right after, probably right after this. I'm, I'm going to drop this episode obviously on Tuesday and then okay. Wednesday I'll probably drop Nick's because um, I don't want to stack them. But um, ultimately, Strongman was founded on not implements. So yeah. just that simple fact in itself, like there's nothing really special about Strongman implements. They just look really cool. Like the log is really cool, sure, but it's sure. just an overhead press. Right, you, you can know. get a Swiss bar to mimic yeah, that. Yeah, you can Swiss bar yeah. if you want to do that, yeah. but even just training overhead press is going to help overhead press. Training incline press is going to help with your bench press, right? Yeah. And that's kind of what Nick alludes to. You know, maybe, maybe the one kind of one-off would be like a sandbag like carry um, yeah, but you yeah. can do some some other stuff with that. Just grab some hundred pound plates. And yeah, that's a good way to put boards. it. I mean, you, you look at these implements. Just imagine what that would be in the gym, and ultimately you can't go wrong. You're yeah. going to figure out a yeah. way to do that movement. The muscles, the, the, it's not yeah. a special muscle. Is my point. Yeah, right. It's, right. it's, it's not a strong man. Yeah, the log is logger's right. upper chest and shoulders. Right? right. If you train upper chest, shoulders, and triceps, you're, right. you're training that implement. Yeah. Yeah. So. No, I, I agree. It's it, give it some thought. It's not that difficult of an answer, but uh, there's no like perfect union of exercises that you're going to do to make you a better strongman. You train heavy, you train hard, find a few, find a few things that represent some implements and have fun doing it. I can tell you right now, as much as you train strongman in the gym, and as much as you train strongman on implements, you're always going to get caught somewhere wishing you to train something a little bit more. Yeah. I mean, that's just the nature yeah. of the beast. It, yeah, it sure does. And, and I, 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 kettlebell speaking of uh, the guy that I referenced there, Matt earlier, uh, I always enjoyed working kettlebells too. It just gave you a little bit different because that weight moves a bit. So you have a little more c core control over that kind of stuff. Yeah. Cause you do get a lot of core and strongman. And sometimes that probably is the one thing in particular that would be the toughest to train because moving with implements is important in strongman. You got the yoke and the farmer's mm -hmm. carry and you know, the different poles and the rack frame carries and those type of things that is difficult to mimic in the gym. You know, I just think that you just kind of, um, kind of isometric train those like overload one side and walk sure, um, and sure. Then overload like the a dingy stone kind of thing kind of yeah you won't even sure. not dingy stones because you use both but literally just put you know a hundred pound dumbbell on this side walk 50 feet trying to stay upright not carrying it like yeah yeah that's not sack, a bad you know what i'm saying and sure, switch hands sure. so um there's there's creative ways to do it and, and a I'm lot sure of gyms have the space to allow that i mean yeah you know, or just walk around the fucking gym no yeah. one's gonna get mad at you right well, just yeah. put your weight back right right put Most the of us fucking weight you. back yeah put the weight back right rack your weights <laughs> Uh, okay, where are we at? What you got? Anything to add? No, man. That'd I think, uh, bro, no, it's not. It's, it's we, not? we hit an hour mark. Um, oh, geez. And, oh, and I think we did a great show. And again, I just want to thank everybody out there. 
please keep liking and sharing and I know man dude like what some gym in Texas is listening to us so shout out to fucking Texas yeah, yeah. Um, thanks for listening to us guys and uh, keep sharing the show uh, that's really all that we ask like I'm not selling anything so no, I mean, you no, can hit share, share, right? share 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 and, and Robbie just said it and thank you for watching the Gym Life Podcast and uh, keep the word out there that's all we ask and uh, we're going to throw everything at you with the kitchen sink over the next few weeks and get ready for these guests we got so thanks again guys Gym Life Podcast we're out